It's June 24th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone. And like we always seem to do, we're actually going to start our podcast today talking about the weather. Oh, surprise. Surprise. But for a really good reason. Because if you were paying any attention to the news, you know we had a really bad hailstorm that came through Dallas a couple of weeks ago. Yes. It was actually on my birthday. Yes. We can blame Laura. It's her fault. A little birthday present for Laura. Magical, strange energy (laughs) things happen on my birthday. Well, it was June 13th. It was a Wednesday evening. And my husband and I actually had planned to go to the Dallas Arboretum for the Chihuly exhibit. There's amazing glass installation there that um, we've been dying to see. And it's supposed to be there, I think, through the summer. It's November, it? like beginning of November, oh, I think. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but no. it was a Dallas Women's Forum thing, right? Right, yeah. We had a, a whole group that had planned to go together, and we were going to have a guided tour, and it was going to be really nice, and then go have cocktails after. And I thought, oh, how fabulous they planned it on my birthday. <laughs> and then as we're sitting having dinner before we're about to go over to the Arboretum, right there by the Arboretum, by the way, mm-hmm. that it starts raining. And then it starts hailing. And the hail's getting bigger. And my poor husband is going, oh, my gosh, it's hailing on my car. Yeah. And, of course, our son is home with the babysitter, and I'm texting her going, are you guys okay? It's huge thunder and lightning. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. We got a little rain, no hail at all. And so (laughs) Bob is just dying because he's like, why did we have to go out? Yeah. Uh, Such trauma. Well, and little did Laura know that at the same time, of course, Laura, where they were having lunch is right by my house. We're just south of the Arboretum. Yeah. And what Lori didn't know was that I'd gotten done with my workout and I got in my car to come home. I have a text message from James, my partner, that says, be careful coming home. We're getting quarter-sized hail here at the house. I'm thinking, oh, okay, whatever. You know, it's storming. It looks really dark above me kind of thing. I'm like, there's nothing happening. Until I get to the liquor store and I pull in to actually get a soda. And while I'm there, I think, oh, I need to get liquor for the weekend. <laughs> So, That'll teach they'll you. will teach me. So I, I get liquor, and I get back in my car, and it started to rain. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, it's really coming down. And then all of a sudden, there's this bonk on my car. And I'm like, Ugh! And then there's another bonk, and it's loud. And suddenly, it just starts coming down and broke my windshield while I was still in my car, which made me was the point at which I ran out of my car and back into the liquor store. And you just stand there and watch the hail come down and just pound your car to pieces. Just beat it all well, to and, bits. And it wasn't. Uh wasn't coming down round. That was a weird part. It was coming down this part of town, uh, which actually wasn't very far from the Arboretum again. Yeah. Um, it was coming down almost in an elliptical shape, and it wasn't you know it wasn't round. It's sort of elliptical with these really super jagged edges. Oh wow! And it was just frightening to watch. And, the, and I'm standing in the liquor store, and it sounds like someone's pounding the roof with hammers. I mean, it is so loud. And you're standing in that store with that's full of glass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Glass bottles everywhere. Glass bottles everywhere. It's like, mm, okay. Not a place you want roof panels falling in on you. Yeah. Of course, you wouldn't want that anywhere. But well, sure, sure. But to have to stand there and watch your car get pounded. Yeah. And your brand new car. My brand new car. My your precious baby. All, at that point, you know, well, right now it has 3,800 miles on it. I've had it for three months. And it was so funny, the adjuster, I took it to the, have the insurance people look at it yesterday, and the adjuster, one of them comes up and goes, I'm so sorry about your car. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's seen a lot of cars, yeah. right? Yeah, he just, he's like, I feel, he goes, I'm a GTI man. Aww. I love GTIs. And just to see your car, it just, oh, it just breaks my heart. <laughs> I'm like, well, mine too. How, how attached we get to yeah. our cars. Yeah, but, it, but the interesting thing about having this happen, of course, is that what ends up happening when there's a storm like this that comes through, suddenly everyone comes out of the woodwork about fixing your house and doing roof repair and I can replace your gutters and whatever. So we thought we'd take this podcast to talk about some of the things you might want to do if your home's damaged in a hailstorm or sometimes even just in general in a storm. Yeah, in wind. Yeah, can yeah be. because it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like I said, people come up, well, I was standing in my driveway having the glass replaced on my, you know, my windshield replaced. And this guy's walking around the neighborhood with flyers, handing them out, putting them on people's doors and their mailboxes and stuff or, you know, call us for your home repair kind of thing. And it's just, I mean, it took people two days right, to pull it together and hire people to go out and just cover neighborhoods with this stuff. And you know, they're going to get business. Yeah. And who knows what kind of quality or what qualifications people have. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we even saw it up in our neighborhood back earlier in the spring when we had another hailstorm, and all of a sudden, every single roof around us was getting replaced, and you saw all these roofing signs going up in the yards, and I mm-hmm. thought, I don't care if my roof is damaged or not, I'm not going to cave to peer pressure. This It was exactly what was happening. It was like, oh no, my neighbor's roof is getting replaced. It must mean that mine's damaged too, and yes. let me get anybody who will offer to get on my roof to go look at it. Right. It was... It was the strangest phenomenon. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, it's not because we're all the same vintage of house, you know, about 30-some years old. Because mm-hmm. I know there's been roofs replaced before. Sure, it, sure. It was bizarre. Yeah. So. Well, so, yeah. you know, we thought we'd give you some tips and things. And, and start off with the basics, really, about, you know, if you've got a home that's been damaged in a storm, the first thing to do is really prevent further damage or injury. Because, you know, you don't think about it necessarily when you're investigating your own home. But use some common sense and... Make sure you got on the right kind of shoes, that you've got gloves on. If you're moving glass, if you're having to, like, pick up glass and stuff, make sure you have gloves on and some eye protection because if you know, if you got glass panes dangling in a window and one of them drops and breaks, there's a potential to really hurt yourself. Right. And, and we had that problem with a lot of the, the storm that came through. There were... Um, one of my friends on Facebook, 35 antique windows got shattered in her house. Wow. I mean, it was the original wavy glass single pane. But you know it's not tempered. Right. So it's just in shards everywhere. Right. Well, even in your car, you had texted to me that that very first impact that was the major breakage of the windshield, mm-hmm. that glass actually splintered inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got glass in my back seat from the from the windshield. That's oh how bad God. it was. So, well, another thing to do is if you're, you know, if your house has been hit and you know, you've got potential roof damage, be careful for invisible leaks because, you know, it may look fine. But keep an eye out because if you start getting water coming in from something you really can't visibly see, you're going to have to run the risk of mold problems, you know, serious water damage. I mean, you think about over time, that little drip, drip, drip becomes a big piece of rotted something. Right. Not just the mold issues, but the potential for actual rot. Right. It will, it'll saturate your insulation before you'll ever know or before you'll ever see it yeah. through your drywall. Yeah. So. Keep an eye out for that if you can check things out quickly. Right. Well, and the, I mean, you mentioned just that we can have tremendous damage just in a windstorm. Right. And I didn't even think we had that much wind at our house, but a couple of days later, my husband came home and our patio umbrella was on the roof. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe the previous storm had loosened the, the little 
connection piece from the pole to the actual umbrella yeah. just enough to get it to, to lift pick and, right up. Yeah. yeah. And we had put it out because we were out playing in the backyard over the weekend. And then sure enough, sure enough we forgot to put it down and well, there it goes. luckily it's not on the neighbor's roof or in their yard exactly or hasn't right. accidentally speared their, you know, chihuahua or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shish kebabs. Yeah. yeah. But you That's know, not what we want. Right. But you want right. to watch out for that sort of loose things that you don't you know, necessarily think that, you know, yeah, it's a loose shingle or maybe some siding that's come loose. And in the right environment, if something else happens, that could cause even more damage. So, you know, those are some of the things that you want to really look out for. And then once the storm comes through, document everything that's happened. Go everything. through, walk around, take a lot of really good photos, even videos sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to get instant digital media now. Right. When you even said it took you what almost four days to get an adjuster to even come look at you. You couldn't even get your windshield fixed for several days, yeah, right? Yeah, it took me, um, my car got damaged on Wednesday. I called on Thursday. They came Saturday to fix my windshield. And that was the earliest anyone could get to me. Right, and then so, you couldn't even see, like, see the, the adjuster, adjuster until another week. Right. So that was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, so think about all the people in the historic district that had damage. And right. can their adjusters get to the house before more damage happens. Oh, sure, sure. You know, so you, it's, it is really important to, to not just document the really big things, obviously, but look for small scratches or little pitting where mm-hmm. there might have been smaller hail, uh, you know, especially things like older terracotta details. We have some of that on our buildings here mm-hmm. and uh, or stone. A lot of the more expensive homes have cut stone details. Yeah. And just a little bit of a pit or a tiny crack hairline, you might not even see it, but Eventually, that could worsen, and yeah. if you start getting the the thawing and the freezing cycle that we get in the winter, things all of a sudden popping. things start yeah. popping and breaking. Well, and especially too, a lot of the homes in the historic area have uh, terracotta tile roofs, and they're mm-hmm. original to the house, and have just been obliterated. So you know, even if it looks like you have something like that that doesn't look like it's really been damaged, make sure someone gets up there and check, and or if you can and feel comfortable getting up there and check and and document it just to make sure that you know. That stuff is really covered. Right. Well, and we have a friend, Michelle Ketterman, who started a company called Home Inventory Experts. And she specifically works with homeowners to document all of the contents of their home. So you can take that idea because what she does is photographs everything, puts it all in a spreadsheet, documents all of the contents so Mm -hmm. that if there is an issue or a problem or damage, that you can then take that to your insurance adjuster. Because even... Uh, you know, in, in Arlington, not far from here, we had uh, tornadoes go through several months ago. And there was one woman that we went out and talked to because she was having to remodel her house to get a roof put back on her yeah. garage. The entire Half her roof came off and landed on the neighbor's house. Yeah, exactly. So so if your house gets damaged, I mean, she had to redo all of her floors because of the flooding that happened, mm-hmm. not just from the wind damage, but then the rain coming in. Yeah. And and pipes bursting, too, for that matter. Right. Well, and she had to replace her piano. It was, right. It was, and amazingly enough, it played, still played beautifully. I got over there and, and played around on the keys a little bit, but it had so much water in it that the um, company said it's basically, basically going to rot from the inside out. Uh, but, you know, you document awful. all those things, and people, you know, don't always think, I should document the outside of my house or the, the special items outside on my house, mm-hmm. like the stained glass windows. Well, one of the stories that came out right after the storm was that there were some people who had these historic stained glass windows, and they were looking at possibly tens of thousands of dollars to replace those. 
or to repair those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is that really – do you have that covered under your insurance? I mean, it's a broken window. Well, the insurance company thinks broken window. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's a glass pane. It's right. not a big deal. But something historic like that, you want to make sure you've got documented and covered. Right, and get somebody who knows what they're talking about and who's done windows in this area for a long time mm-hmm. to come out and look at it. And even better, come out and look at it beforehand. You know, ha- when you're documenting and taking this inventory, mm-hmm. get somebody who can give you an appraisal on what the value of that window is so that then you can talk to your insurance and say, hey, by the way, this is not your normal everyday window. window. Right. Um, and they may even have to schedule it separately on your policy to make yeah. sure that it's covered so you can replace it if it does, in fact, get damaged. Yeah. Well, and that brings us to the point of contact professionals that you know and you trust when it comes time to look at your home after some sort of damage. A lot, like we said, you know, these guys are walking around just plastering neighborhoods with flyers saying, well, come fix your home. So you need to make sure that you've got the professionals that really know what they're doing. And People don't think about this. If you're in an area and you're not sure and you don't know who to call, if you, you know, family hasn't had that experience or you never had to have this sort of stuff done before, pick up the phone and call a residential architect because they're going to have probably a whole list of people that you can contact, people that they've worked with, people that they know and that they trust, and they're going to come out and not give you some, you know, well, the stained glass thing this guy is saying was going to be you know, possibly $50,000 to you know, fix this woman's window. And we talked with one of the artisans that we know here local who's been doing stained glass for probably 50 years. And he was just furious. Who's this guy telling her this? That's just the biggest load I've ever heard. I mean, he was mad, mad enough to write the reporter who did the story mm-hmm. and let her know these people are getting taken for a ride. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that was Carl Trimble with Trimble Studios, and he's mm-hmm. done glass all over the country. And it was he was personally offended that somebody Someone was, was so yeah. misguided. This homeowner, yeah, yeah, and it's frustrating to us too because we we look around and go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you let that happen to your house." But how would you know if you have never had that experience right. before? Right. So yeah, if you can contact, you know, I was thinking about if you can contact somebody who has the same stake in in working with somebody really of quality mm-hmm. that you do you know an architect can't refer their clients to a bad contractor because yeah. it reflects on them yeah so they're not going to send you to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing you know same thing with a realtor they're mm-hmm. not going to put their clients investment at je- in jeopardy by referring somebody who doesn't know what they're doing exactly so yeah so think about who works with the same people that you need to be Connected to. Connected to, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, and then don't be afraid, even even if you get a good referral, don't be afraid to get several bids. Get some personal referrals from those contractors as well, and do it before you sign a contract. You'll make sure you're really comfortable and you're really happy. And then the biggest thing, which is amazing to us, and probably a little easier because you're working with an insurance company, but don't pay the full amount up front. No. I mean, it's amazing the people that will do that, or they'll pay even half up front. And suddenly they don't have anything finished and this contractor, quote unquote, I'm doing bunny ears right now, um, the contractor is gone. He's taken your half of the money, he's done a little bit of work, and he's done. He's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, and make sure you are working with someone who's here locally, who's been here for a while, and who has warranty. Yeah. yeah. And who has, has, has built a reputation. and Well, and maybe just even be in your own neighborhood. Really. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. 
when things like this happen too, something else to think about is that look at it as an opportunity to possibly improve and add value to your home. You know, the technology and comfort features are constantly evolving, and there's always, you know, something like this. If you've got half your roof missing and they're having to re-roof your house, well, think about those things like radiant barrier sheathing to help keep your, you know, heating and cooling bills down. Mm -hmm. It seems simple. Well, I guess it really is simple. But, um, you know, it's one of those things you're more interested in trying to get the house fixed and less thinking about maybe you know, what can I do to make it better? I just need to get it done so it stops raining inside the living room. Right, exactly. You know, small things. But there are things like that that you can do. New roofing, new insulation, you know, windows. I, I keep thinking, my this girl on Facebook, this girl, sorry, this woman on Facebook who had posted about all her windows being broken out. Well, she's had those windows in the house forever. Mm-hmm. Single pane. You know they're not energy efficient. You know they probably sweat every single winter. And here's an opportunity for her to possibly get insulated glazing into those windows and help, you know, do some energy efficiency. I don't know if she's in a historic district, it might be a bigger challenge, or you may not really be able to fit insulated glazing into that window, but it's something to certainly look at. Right. Well, for example, that the homeowner out in Arlington with the tornado damage, she was looking at the opportunity of opening up her kitchen to her dining room. Mm-hmm and making that part of the living area function better. So not only just putting back the kitchen that was there, but go ahead and think about, you know, what could possibly be improved upon without too much more expense. Yeah. I mean, maybe one of those things that you've been wanting to do something with the house for a while and, you know, not necessarily the best timing and the best situation to be in, but maybe that's something to think about. Okay, um, this has happened what can I do to make the house work better for me? Right. You're going to be under construction anyway. You know, might as well put it back the way that's going to work for you. Right. And then finally, if you got lucky this time, you really need to do your homework and be ready for the next one. And which means you need to get in touch with your insurance agent and have a checkup on your policy to have them take a look at it, have them come out and talk with you and make sure that Whatever you have in the house right now, you may have been making sort of incremental improvements along the way. Mm-hmm. Make sure that's covered. Uh, you know, things like copper downspouts or copper roofs, that those kind of metals are... Values changing constantly. Oh, my gosh, constantly. And it's so expensive right now. And, yeah. and so if you had it valued at a certain level, say, six years ago, and you haven't even looked at it since you may not have enough in that policy to cover it. You know, especially I know home values have been kind of bouncing around in some places, maybe lower than others, Mm -hmm. but construction costs are still going to cost, you know, wood is still wood. Yeah. And so even though your home may not be valued as much, it's still going to cost as much to put it back. Right. So, uh, yeah, make sure that you're keeping up with your policy and that you understand what it would take, you know, play the what if game. Yeah. And so, for example, this woman that you were talking about, her she's going to have to spend $7,700 on her roof deductible. That's her deductible for right. her roof. Think, you know, you think, oh, I might have a $500 deductible for comprehensive or damage, that sort of thing. But a lot of times roof policies can be different, so it yeah. might be a percentage of the value of the roof being replaced. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just never know. You think, oh, I just have to have this insurance to uh-huh. buy my house, and then... And you don't really know. And, never and, and it's at. a hard way to find out that something's not covered. Yeah. I mean, a really hard way to find out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just make sure you're ready. And, you know, and keep a list of the professionals that you think you might need to call in an emergency. It's always handy to have a contractor on call that you can you can pick up the phone and say, half my roof is missing, can you come tarp? 
And, you know, those yeah. guys come out and have them tarp the roof and not know that, oh, my gosh, running around, who do I call, who do I call, who do I call? Yeah, I hate that feeling, being in a crisis situation and, and just being backed up against a wall, not knowing who right. or when or what's going on. And Yeah. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of forethought. It was is a, a nice security to yeah. have. Yeah. Well, and so who knew that having this happen, we could actually have a real good reason to talk about the weather other than just to say it's hot. <laughs> Which it is. it is. It is June in Texas and we're dying. It's officially hot. But but we <laughs> did have this freak hailstorm. And really it was a freak hailstorm. It just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. And it hailed for probably five minutes. And then it was done. And it cost us, what, a billion dollars in damage? Yeah, I think They're calling it a- one, one to two billion dollars in damage. Even... The damage from this is even worse than the damage from the tornadoes that went through Arlington, this woman's house, that right. area. They're saying it's going to cost more to fix this damage. Well, and, and my adjuster at the auto place yesterday, she said, uh, she said it was State Farm. She said they have 30,000 claims alone. And I think it's just vehicle claims, not like house claims, right. just 30,000 vehicle claims alone from the hailstorm. Yeah. And that's one insurance company. Can you imagine oh, yeah. how spread out that must be? Well, when my husband called about his, because he did get several smaller dents, not quite mm-hmm. as bad as yours, but he called our uh, company and and he gave her the account information. She said, are you calling about the hailstorm? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon yeah. as she knew where, where his address was, she was kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she'd been getting a few phone calls yeah. that morning. Oh, well, I was calling from inside the liquor store the minute it stopped oh, raining. I'm on the phone with the insurance company going, I need to file a claim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but I think maybe I might qualify. Yeah. 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 And it was so nice. They got the tow truck there and stuff. But yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's funny. I, I never imagined I would get so emotional about, you know, my car. But, you know, I was like. <laughs> Just the whole event happened, and I was just wired. And I I had messaged James to come get me, but he was on a phone call with his uh, one of his project teams in Manila. And I get this message back going, "Well, I can be there in an hour." And of course, the tow truck wasn't going to be there for an hour. But I got the message back, and all I could think was, "Oh, you you know, you really think you're going to be here in an hour? That's not going to be accepted." I was just so ready to just send this. this think again. Think again. You, you better get your butt in your car. And- <laughs> Come get me. I was just so, just, oh, it was so amazing. But, yeah. yeah and it's funny. You don't think about those things until they happen. Until it happens. And it's yeah. nice if you're prepared you know what to do. Right. Yeah, we should all be so prepared, but many times we're not. Yeah, we are. But, yeah. oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. And, of course, you know, don't be afraid to come to Dallas because that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> Just happens occasionally. And of course, if you're in Dallas, you can always look us up, pop by the office and say hi, or come by the Architecture Happy Hour. Yes. We're actually having our next one at an AV showroom up in Addison, which is just a little north of here. But that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Getting some good turnout. They have an awesome media room. Yeah, that's why I'm, I can't wait. I'm, I'm like, getting there hoping early. Hoping great, great movie on or something. Yeah, I'm staking out my spot and not moving. If anybody <laughs> wants to network with me, they can come find me. You can find the, find the Barca Lounger <laughs> next to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, you can always find us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Yes. And we just launched the new website. So yes. we've got the website revamped and up. And um, actually, our first blog post on the website just came out. Yesterday? Day before? Yeah. Yeah, so we are up and running, hpdarch.com. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll notice we try to keep the feel the same as the previous website, but it's not flash-based, so you can now actually get it on your mobile phone. Yay. So if you need to find us on your mobile phone, just go to your browser and punch in hpdarch, and we'll pop up. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at hpdarchitecture. 
And you can find me at Arch Happy Hour. And also on Facebook as well. As well, yes. So come follow. Come follow, follow, follow. Yeah. Of course, in July, we probably won't have anything as interesting to talk about as the weather. Well, now you've jinxed it. Thanks. <laughs> no. I'm sure we'll have something just as equally fascinating, and, and we'll try to keep the weather talk to a minimum. <laughs> well, I'm going to be heading out to uh, Georgia to take oh, a little right. vacation over Fourth of July week. Yes. And you're going to stay here and hold down the fort. I'm holding down the fort. Holly's, um, her nephew's getting married next weekend, and she's going to take a few extra days. And so I will be in the office by myself basically the first couple of days of the week, and then Fourth of July, and then it'll just be me and Holly. <laughs> Nobody loves me. Oh, poor Larry. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Send so. tissues to 1440. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Larry. Yeah, poor Larry's going to be here by himself. It's it's well, and you know people kind of laugh at that, but it's so strange being here by myself. You know, it's it's I, I have to have music going because yeah. otherwise it just the silence is the deafening. silence is deafening. Oh. Anyway, all right. Well, we're going to let you guys go, and we will talk with you in July. Yes, have a great first part of the summer, and we'll and a great fourth. Yeah, happy fourth. Bye bye. Bye.